Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Patricia Raskin. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. I'm in my 20th year here, so very proud of that. And always try to bring out guests that bring out the possibilities, turning the obstacles and opportunities, the challenges into solutions. And so that, that's, what, that's what I do in my work. And today is no exception. I'm going to talk about something a little bit different today, which I think is so interesting, particularly for students. We're talking about, you know, really understanding how to help students Um, identify colleges, um, apply with their testing, understand how to write a resume and arrange an interview and a visit. You know, a lot of students now have already been accepted and they're picking their schools or they've chosen their schools for next year. But we have other students that are coming into line that are going to be doing this in the next year or two. So I'm happy to talk about this today. And my guest is Anadia De Silva Kilgore. And she has a business called PCCI, which is Personal Counseling, Inc. And she helps college students. She has a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science from Regis College. And she is an attorney and has a law degree from Syracuse University. And she's been practicing law for over 25 years. And her practice focuses on helping clients with numerous financial um, matters. But one that seems to crop up all the time is planning for higher education, which can often lead to negative long-term consequences. So, you know, she founded PCCI on the belief that college education is one of the most important tools that can be utilized for success, and that all college-bound students deserve to get good advice about where they should consider going and how to get there. And it takes time and preparation and research, and that's where the company PCCI, Personal Counseling Personal College Counseling, Inc. comes in. All right. Welcome, Anadia. Yeah, good to have you on. So uh, tell us kind of how you created this. I mean, you've been an attorney in private practice. Uh, I know you saw a great need. But how did this all start? Well, besides my practice and how the conversations come up and figuring out for example, why someone has $100,000 in unsecured college debt for four years of college. That, that always puzzled me. But beyond that, um, having gone through the process intimately with my son a few years ago and all the traveling and touring and interviewing and the research we did, which I thoroughly enjoyed, probably more than him, um, but it really was an eye-opener to what's out there, what's available, um, and how, how to leverage what is available in your favor um, mm-hmm. without giving up anything as far as what you want from that particular school for your student, what the student wants. Um, so it was really, really interesting, but also to, to see the results. And, you know, something he said to me, it was... I think January of his senior year of high school. And he looks at me and goes, mom, I'm so glad we're done. I am so ready to go. I'm looking forward to starting and all my friends are so stressed out and they have still no idea what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, 
we did good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah. That's, that's how I feel it should be because there's so much going on senior year. This this stuff really should get started much earlier, as early mm. as possible in the high school mm. uh, process, you know, especially if you're trying to set so, the foundation, and that's really important. Right. So do you think that that's the, the issue, is people don't plan ahead enough? Absolutely. They're flying by the seat of their pants and hoping that, hey, I'll, I'll take a flyer on this school, see what happens, and there's really no uh, strategy other than maybe they've heard of the school because, you know, they've heard of it, their friends go there, or it's regionally local, so they have some familiarity with it. But that has no bearing on anything on whether or not that particular school is the right fit for your student mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So how do you guide parents who, you know, haven't put money away or haven't been able to, they haven't had the resources, whether they could have or they just haven't had them, then how do you guide them? Do you suggest that there's, you know, their students or their their children apply for financial aid, um, scholarships? Um, what do you, what do you think? Oh, that's a loaded question. So much there. So first off, If you can, obviously start saving, setting aside money for college as soon as you can and consistently. Those 529 plans are great, and the earlier you can start with them, the better. Um, And then even for those who can't, because so many parents are in a situation where, yes, they want to give their kids uh, a higher education, and they're just making it day-to-day. So those those people have even more financial need, and, and there's a key difference here between the financial need and merit aid and financial Mm. need is going to be based on that FAFSA. Every single school is Mm -hmm. going to look at that FAFSA and some schools even use a CSS profile, which is even more in-depth financial information, but that's what they're going to be based on as far as, you know, the guaranteed student loans. Of course you can, every student can get that. The difference is between getting it as a subsidized loan or an unsubsidized loan, meaning Mm -hmm. are you paying interest from day one or not? But then you have other things depending on where the family financials fall, whether or not the student qualifies for Pell Grants and maybe other scholarships that are available for Mm need-based students at particular schools. And then in addition to that, you have what we really focus on is the merit aid. Where else is their funds because Mm -hmm. combined it's great, but for also the families that are not going to qualify for need-based aid, there's a lot of merit aid out there if you know where to look and if the fit is right. So why would you want to pay more if you don't have to, right? Yeah. So I have have a question, and this is more of an emotional kind of question. You know, what about students that, you know, would love to go to the Ivy League or the higher price college, which we know is, you know, very, very high today um, for most for most people. And but they can afford, you know, whether it is a local resources, a local university, which is still good, but they they would love that. And so they don't apply because they just don't have the resources. What do you say to people who have higher goals later on? Should they apply and get in and then maybe work really hard and transfer in a couple years? Should they just find the best they can with the local resources? What, what's your feeling about that, Anadia? I'm a little unclear on the hard. question. Are you saying, 
<laughs> are you saying that someone who doesn't have the financial resources but is right. very uh, intellectually smart, very good right. student, should they not try for that? Oh, no. Either not the try or should they... Right, or should they just go where they can go, right? Because of the re and then nope. later on in a year or two apply. I don't think so. I think you should always shoot for the best school for you. Okay. And there are so many schools out there that if you're really uh, talented academically and maybe in other things, those schools where the price tag is staggering are the ones mm. that can be the least expensive because they have the most funds available yeah, for these talented yes. students. Yeah. Yes. There are, I forgot how many, maybe a hundred mm, roughly give or take. Don't quote me on this one, but there's a bunch of schools, let's say out there that their purpose, their philosophy is if you're good enough to get in, we will make it financially feasible for you to come. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those yeah. are fantastic schools. They're super hard yeah. to get into, but if you can, and I have a student who fits that criteria, of course I'm swinging for the fences to get them in. I have someone yeah. right now who's going to Middlebury for free. Mm. <laughs> Outstanding they, school. There's no way they yeah. could have, of course, but they could, if they had been on their own, they would have looked at that price tag and go, I, I can't go there, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah, so you really encourage students. I think that's very hopeful and very helpful. You know, I think it's important. Yes, mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, and it's and it's difficult today. I mean, I think about, you know, I'm a baby boomer, but I think about what college was when I went to college, even when my daughter went to college. And it's, you know, it's doubled and tripled and quadrupled since then. And, you know, you just oh, wonder how people are able to do it. The prices are staggering. It's really daunting when you look at it, but then... That's why you have to go really behind the surface and what's going on. There's a lot of schools that, you know, that price tag is so high, but then you look at their, you know, where you fit and what their average merit aid and financial aid package is, and then it brings it down to something that's reasonable. Now, I say reasonable because every family's budget is going to be different. So you have to be cognizant of where that fit is and bring in those finances into the formula mm -hmm. because my approach is I don't want a student or their parents to over borrow. And I think right. a little borrowing is fine. That's within reason. It's, a, it's an investment in your education and your future, but not so much so that it's an impairment on how you're going to proceed when you graduate. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to take a break in a minute. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the services that uh, Personal College Counseling, Inc. really offers, including, you know, assistance with essays and applications and standardized test planning, resumes, visiting the, the university or the college, um, you know, the interview, how you handle the interview, the financial planning advice. So these are all things that this company, um, which is run by Anadia De Silva Kilgore, um, operates and runs. And she is an attorney who has dealt a lot with financial situations. And she came across this because she felt there was a great need for parents and students to be more educated so that they could, you know, start this process without uh, as much angst as, as they might have in the past. So um, we're going to take a break, but Anadia, just let people know how they can find you if they're interested. 
Sure. Um, they can always call me, which is 508-622-5250, or you can email me at nod, N-O-D, at personalcollegecounseling.com, or feel free to check out our website and our Instagram. Um, they're both Personal College Counseling. Uh, the website has a .com. The Instagram has little, like, underscores in between the words. And on the okay. Instagram account, um, I also like to post photos that the kids take when they visit and also different award letters that they get so people can see the proof in the pudding. This is what you're getting at this school or this is what right. this kid got at another school. And right. it's great. All right. We're going to take a break on that note. We'll be back with Anadia De Silva Kilgore, who is the director and founder of PCCI, Personal Counsel- Personal College Counseling, Inc., and we'll talk more about uh, the different services that PCCI offers right after the break. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Do you want to hear a show about football? How about football moms? What if we told you that was just a start? Tune in for Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack are moms to some well-known NFL players. Sure, they'll talk football and raising their kids to achieve greatness, but they'll also talk about community and world issues, motherhood, news, and lifestyle topics. Listen in every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone we are back and we are talking about college planning and making it successful and as seamless as possible. And my guest today, who has been practicing law since 1993, and the name of the, again, the name of the company is PCCI, which is Personal College Counseling, Inc. And these services are available to students in all 50 states. And with video conferencing today, it's certainly easier. Um, And PCCI was created from the belief that a college education is one of the most important tools that can be utilized for success and that all college-bound students deserve to get good advice about where they should consider going and how to get there in order for them to have the best shot at achieving their dreams. And also, um, Anadia believes personally and professionally that it's never too early to start preparing the high school student for success in college and to invest in their future. All right. So welcome back, Anadia. Um, Let's talk about, (laughs) let's talk about, um, 
Well, let's first talk about the test planning. I mean, that's kind of the mm-hmm. very beginning of this, right? I mean, that's the core yes. is the testing. Talk about that. Oh, my goodness. That is probably the single piece that stresses out most students um, in this whole process. And so I really like to, to flip that approach on its head a little bit and use it to our advantage. What you're going to get as your standard advice from your um, high school counselors, to the extent they are giving the kids any advice or planning, is wait till second semester, junior year, or right before senior year so you have as many of the class requirements done and, and take the SAT then. Well, that's like putting all your eggs in one basket here, and it creates a great amount of stress for these kids that really feel like the SAT is a do-or-die type of number uh, versus I like to use it as a gauge and let's kind of see where where you're realistically falling in this zone of scoring. You know, the, the best perfect score you can get on an SAT is 1,600. Um, very, very difficult to get up to that range. Uh, but it's also proven that it's a test-taking technique and the more you practice, and the more you take it, the better you do. So why have just one shot at this? I, I want my kids to take one early as a freshman or sophomore even, see where that is, see what zones of schools that's putting you in, take it again, ideally like in the summer session, and then only take it one more last time as a junior if you're still trying to push that range up because you have some school in mind that you're targeting and you know you're a little bit off the mark. I don't want my kids thinking about SAT testing at all whatsoever as a senior, that there's other things that are on the table to do, and using the SAT scores just kind of helps you see realistically Mm-hmm. what schools you should be right where you at, could right go. in it yeah, yeah. Exactly. it brought it, it narrows the playing field is what you're saying a little bit but it also gets you realistic everybody wants to shoot for the ivies because they're they have straight a's or whatever but honestly in that score range to be seriously considered for an ivy league school you you have to be in that mid 1400 and up mm-hmm such such a high bar to get to when there's so many other great options if, for anybody. You just have to know where your lane is, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, use that. You know, and Nadia, speaking of that, let's talk about another part of education. And that may not be, you know, the, the four-year college. It could be a technical school. It could be, you know, jobs that really allow you to use your hands and, and become, you know, more um, more in... I, whether it's construction or whether it's electrical, I mean, those are amazing skills. And I think, you know, in the trades, I think we have, we don't talk about the trades enough. Talk about that a little. A little bit. Um, you have different schools that focus on different things. So if, if you're looking uh, more towards those science tech type of things, you're, you're talking about the STEM-based colleges, the, the polytechnical institutes, things of that mm. nature. Or if you're not interested in going to a four-year program, like what I consider the college-university experience, and you're looking at maybe a very focused 
uh, trade program, there, there's places for that too. And there's no right or wrong answer. The, the real question is what's, what's the right fit for that student? So not everybody wants to go to a four-year school and, and they shouldn't if that's not their thing. Um, but at the same time, if, if they have that, uh, desire and they don't need to know. This is my big thing. You don't need to know at 16, 17, even 18 what job you're going to have when you're 21, 22, 23, and beyond. There's so many jobs that are going to exist in 10 years that don't exist today. Um, the point is to be prepared and ready to adapt to changes in your field or the economy. Uh, based on what your interests are and how prepared you are to take those challenges. Um, I think that's the point of higher education. Right. So, right. It's, it's, right. it's to know, choose something within your strength, right? And it, it, it doesn't absolutely. have to be one thing. Right. Right. Yeah. No, and that's where sometimes the parents are more of a detriment than a help um, mm. because they think their child should be X. And I talk to that student and they're not thinking that at all and their strengths lie elsewhere. So focus on putting yourself in an environment that's supportive and conducive to what you excel at or could. For example, if you have an artist, you, you don't want the artist to have to go be an economist, you know, it's just that's right. a, a recipe for misery. There's a place for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you start writing the resume, I know there's the formulas have changed over the years. I mean, my my resume looks very different from what it did, you know, ten or fifteen years ago. Um, people now speak to their strengths more than to just the achievements and accomplishments. Correct? Yes, but generally the resume doesn't come into play till you're graduating and you're going out into the world and applying. But mm. An exception to that idea is like the student athlete. They can have an athletic resume, and that's a good thing to put together. And so and it's, there's a misperception that there's only uh, funds available for Div 1 athletes, for example. You can do very well at a Div 2 or a Div 3 school, um, and you're going to get maybe merit aid, not specifically a scholarship targeted for athletics. But if the funds are there and they want you, there's there's room to move within within that setup. Mm. So that's that's also very important. So the testing yeah. and then the resumes, which you said are more for the athletics. Um, yes, yeah. if you're going in. But the other important thing with the testing that you know, especially with the whole COVID environment, that really changed for the class of 2020 coming out of high school and going forward is that prior to COVID out of over 3000 plus colleges and universities out there that are accredited, maybe, maybe 96 of them were test optional. Then the pandemic hit and these kids couldn't take the SATs. We have kids that tried and kept the, the test centers kept getting closed and canceled and it became a huge problem. And all of a sudden we went from a tiny number of test optional schools to over 1,400 test optional schools. It's a huge experiment that's going on right now. Um, and then we have a couple of schools intentionally that, n- not because of the pandemic, 
but are testing the idea of if they even want to keep the SAT as a requirement um, mm. and looking to see how their students compare once they get to college to the ones that they use the SAT on. And they're finding that their GPAs are within a fraction of a point or so of really? each other. So That I didn't, I didn't know yes. that. Do you think they will eventually yeah. do away with the SATs or do you think they'll keep them? I think they're going to keep them. Nobody likes you them. Um, there's a, <laughs> there's right. a lot of problems with the SATs. Um, however, that said, it's just another metric to use. And the strength that a school puts on their SAT requirement is where I think the differences are going to come. The ones that are SAT optional, what they're telling you is if you want to provide us with your SATs, we'll consider them but they're going to consider your academic record, your strength of your academic record, more than that SAT score, okay? And that's important to know. That said, it does not mean everybody has a shot at the Ivy League or some other school where you're not even close to the range that they normally look at. That's not realistic, <laughs> right? right? But it's still out there. And it, I think it's still going to be used. I just don't think going forward that it's the end-all, be-all that it was previously. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we're going to take a break in a minute. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Anadia De Silva Kilgore, who is the founder of PCCI, which is Personal College Counseling, Inc., and she's been practicing law since 1993. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about, you know, arranging the visits and the interviews, what you should know, um, what's important in an interview, setting it up, um, the college visit. So I'm going to talk with her when we come back. Um, interviewing is something that I do for a living. So, uh, and it's important. And what's more important is that the student uh, is prepared. So we'll talk to Anadia about what are things students should prepare for an interview and uh, what are some of the tips that she has. So you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on Voice America, America's Voice. And we're talking to Anadia De Silva Kilgore, who is the founder of Personal College Counseling, Inc., PCCI. And you can certainly log on to the site and I will give you that information. That's personalcollegecounseling.com. And you can write to Anadia at nod, N-O-D, at personalcollegecounseling.com. All right, stay tuned, folks. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. 
Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back and we are back with my guest anadia de silva kilgore who is an attorney and she's been practicing law since 1993. She founded PCCI, which is Personal College Counseling, Inc. And she founded this on the belief that a college education is one of the most important tools that can be utilized for success, and that all college-bound students deserve to get good advice about where they should consider going and how to get there in order to have the best shot at really going for their dreams, right? And... Today, she's going to, she also, her practice focuses on helping clients with numerous financial matters. But one recurring theme that kept cropping up is the inadequate planning regarding higher education, which can often lead to negative long-term life consequences. So again, um, welcome back, Anadia. And we've been talking about college planning. And now I think we're going to talk about the interview and visiting the campus. So go ahead. I'm glad you want to talk about that because that is sometimes where I get a little bit more pushback um, because it is so important. I can't stress enough how important it is for students to actually get on campus in person, walk that campus, check it out, and have an interview with admissions while you're there. Um, I know it was hard last year because it wasn't really an option. So now almost every school, if you go online, you can see a virtual tour and that's good. I think, you know, it gives you a little bit of a flavor, but it cannot uh, compensate and replace what you get from going in person. It's what I call that vibe. You don't know that till you get there, no matter how many pretty pictures you see in a brochure or how nice it looks online until you go in person you don't really understand how that campus is made up, what the students are like, um, and, and just what it would feel like to, to be living there and studying there for four years. So I think that's really, really important. Um, and then the other part is get an interview with admissions while you're there. Um, you want them to know that you exist, that you're interested in their particular university. Um, it's actually called demonstrable interest. Schools track it. They track who came to visit. They track who mm. follows them. So it's important. If you want to maybe stand out 
and it comes down to you and somebody else, and somebody else never showed any real interest or went there, you get the edge. It's that simple. Um, so these are just little things that, that really work to your advantage, not only for your own sake, but also letting that school know that you're serious. You, you are really considering them. Um, and then when you have the interview, be prepared. Know everything about that school that you can from uh, their own materials, what they put online, what their strengths are. Um, but then be, be interested, be engaged in that interview, be prepared to ask questions about maybe the particular academic program that you're most interested in, um, maybe how their internships work. Um, what's available for different things you might be interested in, whether that's, you know, academic or not. You know, maybe, you know, you want to be in, involved in some kind of theater or music or some other club or activity that's unique or different to you, and or can you start one up if you have a particular interest and it's not uh, necessarily addressed there? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many things you want to know. Uh, like I had one student that went on an interview, and, and she wasn't aware when they started talking about internships that because this school was in Ohio, that they had this great program for placing their political science students in internships in Washington, D.C. And she was mm. like, oh, that's really cool. You yeah. know, so it's something she learned that she definitely was interested in but didn't know exactly yeah. that they did it that way. Yeah. You know, how do you um, how do you suggest students answer some of the more personal questions like what are your greatest weaknesses? Um, you know, what what holds you back? What are your strengths? How does your strength help you overcome your weakness? What if you get those kinds of questions? Um, it's interesting. I think on your face to face interviews, you're probably not going to get that as much. And if you are, you of course, you want to be prepared. You always want to answer those type of questions with almost like, uh, a, how do I another say strength. Like, well, a, a weakness. Like a, yeah. a weakness, it's a strength. Yeah. Like, for example, I work too hard and sometimes I have to slow yes. down. That's really right. So that it, can be perceived as a strength. It, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Stuff like yeah. that. Um, what I found, I, I had one student where you also have to be aware that some of these schools, like if you are looking at the Ivy Leagues or some other super selective schools, you don't get to interview them. They choose whether or not they want to interview you. So oh. that's a whole different thing. <laughs> oh. um, and those interviews, I, I had one one student that did, I don't know, an interview with Yale and uh, some other re- really, you know, very selective colleges. Those interviews went, oh, MIT. Um, they went like an hour, hour and a half, and they were all over the place, just like wow. an ongoing conversation about different things. And if I remember one question she got was, if money wasn't an option, what would you do with your opportunity to, you know, study in this field or something? And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you know, mm. it's like, so mm. you just, you just want to be prepared, be articulate, um, really think through what you like and what you like about them. And and this is right. where um, kids get stumbled. I'm like, why are you applying or want to apply to this school? And if they don't right. have an answer for that, that interview is not going to go well. Right. You know? <laughs> so we, we talk right. about those things in advance. 
So if I know a student is getting an interview, I will have a discussion with them probably the day before or a couple of days before. Let's go over what what's the highlights here? What's really you know, getting your attention? Yeah, let me ask you a question, Anadia. What about the student, honestly, who gets into, let's say, three schools? They're all good, right? They're all good. They all offer the same programs. But they choose the school based on location. They want to be in the city or they want to be in the country. Um, do they share that in the interview or no? I think that's one of the reasons you have to visit because some schools will say, hey, we're only mm, 40 minutes from the city, whatever city you're talking about. Right. And then you get there and you realize, oh, well, how do I get there if I don't have a car on campus? Oh, you right. take the train, it's down over here, and then it takes an hour to get there, and yeah, whatever yeah, their transportation yeah. system is. Or, you know, you just, you, you, you should know that kind of going in, but what you want to know is the mechanics of it. Like where my son is, or just graduated from, it is just outside New York City, but the train station to New York, it was only a 10-minute walking distance from the campus. So it was really quite easy to get mm-hmm. in a train and get into Manhattan within 45 minutes. Um, mm. But that's not always the case. And sometimes the schools might have, maybe they have a, a van or a shuttle service that takes the student from campus to the train station. Um, maybe they don't. So you have to factor in these things. How are you really getting from point A to B? Um, right. And how and, how often do you think you want to come home? You know, because if that's an issue, you, you need to know that. So if it's a flyaway, then it comes back to the parent's budget. If if you're in the Northeast and your child is going to the West Coast and it's a great school, it's everything they want and everything lines up, well, how realistic is it that you're going to fly the student home more than two or three times a year? Yeah. That's you a know, very good point. So That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. What about different types of schools? Uh, schools that are, um, you know, based on religion or uh, gender, you know, the male school, the female school, the, the school, again, that's based on um, religion or what do you, what's your feeling about all that? Well, I have many feelings about all that. Um, <laughs> one, you should know for full disclosure, I am a graduate of a female college, a women's college. I personally loved it. They are now co-ed, have been for a very long time. Um, many of the women's colleges went co-ed, so there's not a lot of those left, but I found it a, personally a great experience, but that's me. Um, I would not rule out a school because of one of those factors. However, it's something that the student needs to be aware of. And I think this is more important with the religious affiliated schools because that is such a broad spectrum and you know you have to know where where they're coming from if they really want something that's religious based just because it says you know it's catholic it's methodist or whatever it's christian doesn't necessarily mean much of anything um other than it could be it could be their background, their their tradition is in that vein, but it doesn't mean you're going to have to take any religion classes. To the other mm. side of the spectrum where it's like, oh, no, not only are we uh, 
Christian-based or whatever, but you have to take X number of religion classes or go to Mass or something as part of your requirements to graduate. So Mm -hmm. that's way different than going to a school that has a background that's affiliated with a particular religion. So Mm -hmm. you have to be cognizant of it. Yeah, and do your research. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Um, I've been, today, we're talking to Anadia De Silva Kilgore, and she is the founder of Personal College Counseling, Inc., PCCI, and she's been practicing law since 1993. Um, PCCI was created from a belief that a college education is one of the most important tools that can be utilized for success. And also... The mission of PCCI is to help each student who wants to succeed in college and beyond to find that college or university that is the best fit for them. All right. And when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about some success stories that Anadi has had in her career with students, share some of those stories. And I also want to give you the websites that you can log on to. So the website is personalcollegecounseling.com. You can write to Anadia at nod, N-O-D, at personalcollegecounseling.com. And she works with people all over the country, remotely, as well as locally. All right. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we'll be right back right after the break. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every week for Making Action Happen, hosted by Sarah Blackhurst and Brian McCain. The program takes you inside Action 22, a Colorado-based community outreach organization established in 1999. The show focuses on public policies, both politically driven or not, which have ongoing and immediate impact on the Colorado community and the world. It doesn't matter where you are, you can make action happen. Listen Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 1 p.m. Mountain Time on Voice America Variety. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We're back. Um, this is Patricia Raskin, and I'm very happy to be here. And this is our uh, final segment with our interview today with Anadia 
um, De Silva, and Kilgore. And I'm very happy to be here. And she's bringing up some wonderful points about college and what can we do to help our students. And she goes that extra effort to really help students not only get into college, but understand the process. So her company is PCCI, which is uh, was founded by her in, well, she's been practicing law since 1993. And she saw a real need uh, with her financial planning background to help students and parents. And again, uh, PCCI, their mission is to help the student who wants to succeed in college and beyond to find that college or university that is the best fit with for them. And so again, they get help with everything from the admissions process to the testing process, um, to all of college planning, to the interview process, just really to going through methodically and understanding everything. So um, welcome back, Anadia. I know during the break you were talking about students advocating for themselves. You know, how do they really, sometimes they think they can do more and they don't, you know, they don't stand up and say something. So talk about that one. Right. So one of the things I identify, if I can start working with them early, is are they in the highest level classes they can be in that, and still do really well? And most of the time, the answer is no. If they're doing well, they're not problems at school. They're getting a pat on the back and a pre-printed schedule and next in line. And that's not good enough. If, if you can move up in your levels and still do really well and you set that foundation early, Later on, when we get to the college application process, that translates to dollars. That translates to better potential merit aid, and it's significant, and it's a missed opportunity if people aren't doing that early enough. Another student I had, her school does something wacky with the language requirements, and this was not a kid that was looking at going on to a STEM college. She's looking at liberal arts schools and would not have had enough of a foreign language requirement if we hadn't spoken when we did. So we caught that early. Um, so she has more options. Um, and then it's about, like I said earlier, getting out there, making yourself known, letting these schools know you're really interested, being prepared for them. And I had one student that went out to a small liberal arts school just outside Chicago, and they were one of the first schools that he got a response back when he applied early action and they gave him $125,000 over four mm. years. It's wow. It's an amazing program. And wow. he was kind of like, Oh my God, is this real? And I said, of course it's real. You did all your homework. You went there and you submitted a great essay in addition with all the other things. So, yeah. but that was just the first of many to come back with great offers, but that's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, Making absolutely. schools that seem out of range reality. And it's, it's transformative in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Anadia, what about the student that applies to the school that the parent and the grandparent and the aunt and uncle went to because they'll get in and they want to keep that tradition going? What do you think? I think if, if that legacy wants to continue and the student wants to go there and everything's in place, sure, why not? But at the end of the day, it's about advocating for the student. If the student doesn't want to go there and it's not where they should be, they really should keep their options open. Um, and, and that's kind of my perspective that I bring from law as well. While I work with the parents, 
I am collaborating almost most of the time, I should say, one-on-one with the student and really getting their input and their desires and needs. That's the priority for me and making sure that we find something that fits those needs that the parents can afford. Um, So I will advocate for the students, (laughs) even if it's like with the parents, like, you know, that's really not the best fit for them. (laughs) Share one of your most inspirational stories in your work with students. Oh, I think my, one of my most inspirational stories is the one that's happening right now where when I first met with the parents, they were like, you know, we know she's talented and she's such a good student, but we don't know if, if we can afford college at all. Um, they just didn't have the funds. Um, and yet they had this desire and wanted to try. And so I get all her information and she's amazing. And so I'm like, we are going to really swing for the fences, focus on the schools that have absolutely the best packages available. But I also had to deal with a legal issue because I had um, a standing issue with DACA and stuff like that. So I had to be very cognizant of, all right, even if the school had funds for her, Uh, based on merit, does she qualify based on her legal standing? So it was really uh, a very interesting and complicated uh, process. So she applied to a bunch of places, and this was one kid where not being able to take an SAT hurt her because she would have been in the outstanding numbers, Um, but she didn't have that opportunity. Um, So we got into a bunch of different schools. One school offered her 10000 a year, so that was great. That was Temple. Uh, another school we thought we weren't going to be able to beat. She was going to, she was starting to think she was going to go to Hobart and Smith in New York. Um, all in would have cost around 10000 a year, which is amazing after all the aid. And then, then comes in Middlebury with pretty much almost a free ride and very great packages. So, out-of-pocket costing $1,400 a year. It's, like, staggering. Um, And they're floored. And I'm like, yes, all you need to do is find that one needle in the haystack. (laughs) But um, it's great. And and they provide a laptop and health insurance. I mean, you couldn't have got a better result uh, in this particular situation. It's terrific. And it has everything she wants. What would be your closing thoughts? What do you want to leave our listeners with today about applying for college, getting in? I mean, what kind of just give us an overall general message? I think you should start early, be prepared, do your research, be prepared to make the time to get out there, and never, ever sell yourself short. There are so many opportunities if you are willing to take them and be open to maybe changing things up a little bit than from where you are. So I think there's no reason why every student who wants to go to a good school for them shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any um, pointers about typical um, maybe mistakes or errors that people make. I think you said one of them that we maybe should aim higher. Sometimes we don't aim high enough. Uh, anything else that you see? You know? I think I I think that goes across the board with the schools that they end up targeting. So many 
people. The, the ones who have the most financial need with really bright kids really have more options when it comes to getting good packages if they know where to look. But a lot of these folks think, I can only afford to go to my local state university. Um, but the fact is, they don't have as much funds to give you. So there's going to be a baseline there that you're going to need to hit versus there's a lot of smaller, even schools out there, private schools that can make that very competitive or even less expensive um, if you apply. So it's, the sticker right. price should not be the biggest factor when looking. Okay. It is a All factor, right. but it shouldn't be the biggest one. All right. How can people find you again, Anadia? Well, the email's great. The phone number um, comes directly to me as well, and that's 508-622-5250. If for any reason I can't pick up immediately, I'll call you right back. Um, and Instagram I like because it's easy to update so you can get information there and it links you also to my website, uh, which is personalcollegecounseling.com. Um, or you can okay. find me as personal college counseling on Instagram as well. All right. And the number is so, 508-622-5250. All right. Thank you so much. Stay on the line. Thank you so much for being on the program, Nadia, and giving us such great information for college students and their parents and families. Thank oh. you. You're welcome. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Hi, welcome. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Um, remember, you can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, and like me there. You can write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com um, if you'd like to be on my newsletter list so that you can see all the great guests I have on every week. I also help people create their own podcasts. If you're listening to these and thinking, I should have one, I can help you put that together. I've interviewed about 5,000 people in my work, so I love it, and I, I just love helping people share their positive messages. All right, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need. And know you can make your dreams come true. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.